1: What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. My friend Lawrence Owen joining me again. Uh, Lawrence, it's been a little bit, it's been a a little less than a week since since we were up there at Grand Park and training camp. And I know you've been back a couple times since then, and there's a lot in the seven days that the Indianapolis Colts have been practicing that we can notice. Obviously, you know, we talked about off air, the injuries that have happened. We've already touched those, and we don't really want to talk about those for a bit because those are some bad memories, some bad thoughts there. But uh, there's been a lot of good, though, amidst the chaos of week number two. And, Lawrence, I know you've been there a couple times this week. And so in this episode, we wanted to kind of talk about some players who have stood out after seven days of camp. There's a lot of players that have really, I feel like, needed to have strong camps who have had some strong camps to start. Lawrence, who are some of your guys that you've noticed that have really popped off here, I guess, technically seven days a week, but within the first two weeks of training camp, who are some of your guys that have really popped off to you?
2: I mean, <clears throat> one from each position, uh, on the offense, uh, obviously, um, we've heard more about Marlon. Mike Marlon. Mack has been absolutely fan. He's been the best running back so far. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has his, his splash moments, but Marlon has just been consistent and amazing in his, uh, uh, running ability and his stop and goes and cuts and, and, and all of that. Marlon is, it doesn't look like he had, you know, an Achilles injury. Uh, he, he's even running with more confidence and, and, and stuff than what he was, uh, even in 2019 before the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris Campbell has been a stud. Um, it, it seems like he's always open. Uh, Even when the quarterbacks don't find him, it seems like when he's out on that field, he is always open. He's always catching the football when it's thrown his way, and he's always making big plays. Um, Pascal has has shown up a a bit, too. Uh, He'd probably be my number two wide receiver uh, so far this camp, uh, which is probably a bit surprising to a lot of Colts fans. you Um, You know, Pascal's name doesn't come up a lot. I know last night. Uh, the Colts tweeted that that play that he put Kenny Moore on skates, and I was sitting there and I saw that play, and I was like right in front of me, and I was like, <laughs> dude, Kenny just got burnt bad, you know. And and Pascal's been doing that kind of stuff pretty much the entire camp, but it's it's not been really publicized, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, it tied in Jack Doyle has been. That Jack Doyle 2.0, right? Um, he's he's showing a lot more burst, uh, catch catch and run when he catches the football. He gets open pretty well. Um, and then he his turn upfield and go seems to have a lot more juice to it than what we were seeing last year or even the year before. So I, I really do like what I'm seeing from Jack Doyle as well. Uh, but that's that's your offensive guys that uh, I have noticed that have really stood out. Now, there are some defensive guys. You want me to go through those as yeah, well? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, defensively, guys who have straight up stood out to me,
0: obviously. Uh, can- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Moko Ture, again, another guy who had an injury, seems to have that burst, that outside edge. He, he, he's he's not really been utilized in stunts and stuff yet, but it's early in camp and they're just working on basics. But his outside speed rush is just absolutely phenomenal from what I am noticing uh Bobby Okereke he seems to be around the ball a lot in the passing game. Uh has had a few picks himself. The second and third team Ben Banegu has been the star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I haven't seen a lot of Ben Banegu with the first team yet, but he has had multiple sacks in the second and third teams. I'm wondering why the Colts have not pushed him up a little bit to see what he could do uh against the starters though. Um cuz that makes Makes me wonder. I mean, a lot of these second and third team guys that he's practicing against, they're not even going to be on the team, right? They're not going to make it. So why not give him the opportunity to showcase what he could do against, you know, the Sam Tebbies or the Holdens or, or even on the other side, you know, against Smith or something. Grover Stewart has had a very good camp thus far as well he's he's clogging lanes he's blowing by whoever is at center he's generally lined straight up across the center rather than Mark Glowinski I have been noticing that I'm seeing him against the center more often and the center seems you know obviously is not Ryan Kelly but he's just blowing right by him and a lot of times that's that's guys like you know Pinter which is kind of a, you know, what? So I, I really do think that there are some guys out there that are standing out on defense, on offense. Another guy on offense that I haven't brought up because, frankly, his name hasn't came up all camp by, out of anyone's mouth. And because it hasn't came up is why he's having a really good camp. And I just mentioned him and Mark Lewinsky. Not once have I been, Mark Lewinsky just got burnt. That guy got over on Mark Lewinsky. I have said that about every other offensive lineman thus far. I've even said that against Quentin Nelson earlier in the week where, you know, Quentin got beat once. You know, I have not said that about Mark Lewinsky this entire camp. And Mm -hmm. that is a very surprising thing. And once I realized that, I was like, that's got to mean he's having a great camp, right?
1: Right. Yeah, I'm curious, uh, staying with the offense here, what have you seen out of Jacob Beeson? Because it feels like... (laughs) It almost feels like, and we talked about this before, Jacob Eason, it seems like when it's bad, everybody makes it out like it's the worst thing in the world. Now, it it hasn't been necessarily great, but I feel like it's been a little bit overblown how quote unquote bad Jacob Eason has been in camp. What have you seen from an eye test?
2: All right. From what I've noticed from Jacob Eason, he's right where I think he should be. That's why I'm like, he's not a standout guy, right? I mean, if he was out there throwing around like Andrew Luck and stuff, then I'd be like, well, he's standing out. You know, he's a redshirt freshman, all right? Mm -hmm. He's going to make mistakes. This is what this training camp is about, is learning to work on the things that you're not good at. But what he is good at, he is really, really good at. If he's standing still in the pocket and has a moment, to get through his progressions and throw that football. He's putting it on the money. He's putting it with some zip on the ball and he can place it anywhere on the field. What I've seen from him because, because I've seen, I've seen the tape. So I'm not surprised by that, right? I've watched his all 22. I know he has that. And he has that at the NFL level and he's an incredibly good pocket quarterback. He's gotten better at going through his progressions, though. He's not staring down guys. That's something else I've noticed that he has improved on in camp, that he's not just staring at guys and throwing them downfield, waiting for them to get open. He is taking check downs when he needs to. You know, he's get the completion, get five, six yards if you need to. At least that's, you know, the opportunity to move the sticks rather than hitting the home run every time. The only issue that has really stuck out that he still has a lot to work on and. We all knew it is when there is pressure on him, when he has to move and throw, it seems like there's something not right with his mechanics where he doesn't set himself properly or something when he throws the football, or maybe he's not able to really uh, put in his own momentum into his mental configuring on when he throws, but his accuracy is off when he's, when he's on the move. Not that he can't move. He moves rather well. There's been multiple times where I've noticed he, he's been under pressure. And instead of running out to the side and throwing it, where he just like heck with it. And he takes off with it and, and, and runs for some good positive yardage. All in all, I think I think Eason's done pretty good the majority of the camp. He had one bad day. But there's there's been reports where Eason's like, you know, 12 or no, he was 13 of 18, right? Uh, With no interceptions and, and, you know, there was some check downs, but I'll take that. I think that's a good day. I'm okay with that. But then there's days like yesterday when he's nine of 12 and hit three guys deep, barely missing a fourth in T.Y. Hilton, which hit his hands and he dropped it, you know, had uh, about two touchdowns, no picks, you know, it was a fantastic day. But, yeah, I think Eason's, the report on Eason is a little bit overblown, just like I think that the report on Sam Ellinger is a little bit overblown as well, whereas certain local media reporters are saying that he's doing a fantastic job and caught the eye of everyone. He's good moving in the pocket, but I he does not have arm strength. It seems like he's shot putting the ball out there, and his accuracy is a little, you know, there and gone at times Um, and when you don't have the arm strength you need to be incredibly accurate all the time and you know similar to how Philip Rivers was so yeah in my opinion Easton's been the best quarterback that the Colts have seen even over Wentz on a consistent basis throughout you know even though Wentz only practiced two days both those days, I think Eason played better than Wentz did those two days. Hmm.
1: Wow. I mean, that's certainly positive news for Eason people, mm-hmm. right? Especially if Wentz misses some time there. You feel a little bit better, like, okay, he's making progress. And that's, Lawrence, that's something I even said. Like, I'm not expecting him to take this, you know, catastrophic leap from day to day. <laughs> I just need to see the little things. You know, you know mm-hmm. continual progress in Jacob Eason's game. And, and it seems like he. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. He's trending that direction. He's learning things and he's growing from it. And that's exactly what you're looking for for Jacob Eason because you're right. He's essentially a rookie. He's going against a defense that, you know, from all measures should be a top 10 defense again, especially if the pass rush can continue to get home like it has been. So I'm excited and I'm encouraged for Jacob Eason and just what we've heard from him. One guy that the people have talked about a lot that really stood out has been Mike Strawn. What have you seen from him? You know, that the seventh round pick, but he's a physical freak. He just seems like he's a different type of receiver from anybody that the Colts have on their roster.
2: You can't miss number 17 when he's on the field. He's like one of the biggest guys out there. He's just a big dude, and he's got some good speed to him. His natural abilities are amazing. Hmm. And he has made some plays that make you kind of drop your mouth and go, wow. But the reason why he's not on my list of guys that really have stood out is because he is Very roller coastery in his production. Whereas one play, he'll have this great, amazing play where he he stretches the field and burns a guy and then catches a touchdown. But then the next play, he'll be standing there wide open and just drop it when it hits him right between the numbers. He's had a lot of drops this camp. He's had a lot of opportunities and a lot of drops. But he's also made big splash plays at the same time. He kind of reminds me of what we saw from Pierre Garcon while he was with the Indianapolis Colts, hmm. right? You could expect the big splash plays from Pierre, but you could also expect those letdown drops and things like that when you most needed him. So and I'm not saying that's something that's going to stay with strong the whole time because he's a rookie and it's he was a late round pick. And it's early in camp, and we, he, he's got plenty of time to work on a lot of stuff. uh I like what I see from him. I just he needs to get a more
1: consistent. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a seventh round pick. Like you're not expecting him to come out and start week one at all. And maybe he won't even make. He has a chance, I think, to make the final fifty three. But there, he's not locked in stone. Like he's going to even make this roster. So. Hopefully he continues like to stack days, kind of like what the Colts have looked for in some of their you know former second round pass rushers. They want them to stack days. Hopefully he can do that. Be more consistent here. Now you know the second half of week two and going into week three. One last question I had was about Quiddy Pay because it seems like from all what I've heard, Quiddy Pay has been kind of whipping Sam Tevy over there left tackle, and maybe not even just Sam Tevy maybe Will Holden as well. What have you seen from the Colts first round pick?
2: I've noticed that Quitty pay when he is able to get around the edge or you know whether he beats you outside or inside, he's he's got a good jump, right It's like that initial jump he has is amazing right off the ball and he's able to get around defensive ends. but if he does not get off the ball quick enough and the, I mean get around the, the tackles if he does not get off the ball quick enough, and the tackle gets his hands on him, he does not have counter moves. He gets stonewalled, okay? That's a problem that I have. that's something that we've also talked about with, with pay is, you know, he can get around you with that initial move that he has, whether, you know, an initial swim or a push or a lock or, or an edge rush or something of that nature. But once, once someone has him and has him lock off that first thing, he has a problem getting around and you'll see him kind of lose ground a little bit. I'm looking for him to start learning counter moves and, and, and putting those to the test as well. Because if that happens, Quiddy could be a really dangerous man off that edge.
1: Mm-hmm. He certainly can. I'm excited for him. It seems like he's had a strong start to camp, but obviously with every player, there's things they need to work on. And that's the thing for Quiddy is that counter move. So looking forward to that, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Are you going out to camp anytime soon again? As you can see, I've gotten a lot
2: of sun this, this past week. I am burnt really bad in a lot of different areas. And I'm going to let my skin kind of heal a little bit. I will go back early next week. Now, as for my my partner, my co-host Loyalist, I believe he's got plans to meet you this later this week, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. We haven't he's, really talked about it, so maybe he, he, he
2: talk was talking him. about you saying something about Friday, and he was talking about he was talking to me about possibly getting tickets to going up there and meeting with you.
1: Oh well, I, I I'm not planning on going this Friday. No, okay, okay. Um, I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe Derek is. I, I I'm not planning maybe. to. Okay. I'm planning to go next Wednesday. There's the joint practices with Carolina. I'm planning to go there on Wednesday, but
2: Wednesday's a day I probably will end up showing. I want to go to to a joint practice. Uh, I missed 2019's joint practice. So I I, I want to go this year as well. So that's something that, you know, maybe we'll meet up again as well. So that'd be cool. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, we're, me and my co hosts are trying to alternate days. We went a couple days together. And we found out that if we alternate days, we could get a lot more coverage mm-hmm. for in content for people, you know, eyes, eyes on the field rather than going together. So that's that's what we're kind of working with.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Well, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. I'm excited for next week when Carolina does come to town because we've seen Jacob Eason in practice. Now I want to see him against another defense. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, it's going be definitely it's gonna be very telling for where a lot of these players are not playing against Their own guys playing against another team. I'm really excited for that. But thank you, Lawrence, for coming on, man. Always a pleasure having you on and giving your insight on different things, and especially camp now that football is officially back. Crazy to me, man, that tonight is the first preseason game. The NFL is officially back. Can't believe it. But Wow. I know. It's wild. I can't. I I am, like, blown away that it's actually here. Like, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I am too. I didn't realize that tonight was the first preseason game. That's that's amazing considering, you know, I mean, we last year we didn't have a preseason, right? right. It seemed like it took forever to get through the all season before that first game, and now it, it's just now that it's here, uh, it, it seems a lot faster than what what uh, I remember it being in years prior. So, yeah. I'm really excited.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening to us talk about a little bit of some of these guys who have stood out here seven days into training camp and guys, we're going to have you covered throughout the rest of training camp, trying to provide daily updates as we can really appreciate all your support. Thanks guys for tuning in. And as always go Colts.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?